This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Uh, one of the stories, though, that's obviously front and center, uh, the Ford government cutting legal aid, uh, hoping to save tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in the offing. They've obviously been confronted by this huge deficit hole that they have to somehow uh, try to reconcile here in a timely fashion. So uh, it seems like a lot of people are getting their noses out of joint. In this instant, it has to do with, uh, well, lawyers saying that you know, duty counsel uh, can't appropriately handle bill hearings. Let's find out what the truth is. Ross Romano's with us. He's the MPP for Sault Ste. Marie, one-time practicing lawyer and currently a parliamentary assistant to the Minister of Indigenous Affairs. Mr. Romano, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. It's a pleasure to be, to, to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Well, I appreciate you coming on from uh, a lawyer's standpoint. Uh, do you see that, you know, uh, having this cutback to legal aid is somehow going to compromise the system or do a disservice to uh, people who may be uh, making bail pleadings? Uh, absolutely not, John. And to the contrary, what we're doing is is protecting vulnerable people, and that's our government's focus. It's what it has been. It's what it's always. Uh, it's, it will always remain to be, is protecting frontline services for people who, who need those services most. And we're talking about legal aid services, and we're talking about protecting vulnerable people. Uh, I've heard some of the concerns that uh, have been raised in the last day uh, with respect to the changes we're we're making. And let's be clear, those complaints are coming from the very lawyers who will benefit benefit and have benefited off of this wasteful duplication in services. It's, uh, I guess it's a bad day for those lawyers, but it's a good day for the taxpayers of Ontario. Well, But explain then to me in detail how you protect vulnerable, vulnerable people by cutting back on legal aid. Well, uh, let's let's start off here. I want to be very clear. When it comes to the bail court system, there was a duplication of services. That duplication created an opportunity, uh, a loophole, if you will, that allowed some lawyers to reap a financial benefit through the legal aid system. We're closing that loophole so that we have a more integrated and a more effective legal aid system and one that is free of duplication and waste. Uh, Again, uh, to be clear, the changes uh, that uh, we have uh, suggested are first and foremost changes that were recommended by Legal Aid Ontario and we have followed through with those changes because we see the benefits that they will create. And the concerns that are being raised are coming from the very lawyers who are going to benefit off this wasteful duplication. Again, it may be a bad day for those lawyers, but it's a good day for taxpayers and for the recipients of legal aid who require legal aid services. All right. What you're basically saying here is private practice lawyers were billing on the clock and uh, ringing up unnecessary fees, but that was the prerogative of the individual, the accused, I guess, at the bail hearing to determine who they wanted as representation. That's been taken away, correct? Well, though that's not entirely accurate. It's accurate from the perspective that those lawyers, after they receive a legal aid application or a successful application on behalf of an accused, they would be able to rack up some of those fees. But what's missing from that analysis is that we already have very competent and able duty counsel staff lawyers who provide these services and in fact uh, provide services of bail hearings to over 80% of the clients across the province. And, uh, you know, you referenced my background. I can tell you I was a staff duty counsel when I first got out of law school, was later a Crown attorney, uh, did a lot of defense work, did a lot of, lot of legal aid work over the years as a lawyer in Sault Ste. Marie and throughout the Northern region. And I can tell you that our staff duty counsels are absolutely equipped 
to deal with these these issues. They are already paid by the Ontario taxpayer to provide these services, and they provide an excellent service, and we have some of the best duty council lawyers uh, across the province here. And uh, it's it's uh, unfortunate for those lawyers out there that are, are, are trying to, um, uh, you know, suggest that while, and in fairness, I think they're in a bit of a conflict of interest to say this, they are the ones who are going to benefit off of this current loophole that exists that we're closing so that we can make sure that we get people more access to the legal aid services they need. I don't think anybody's going to contradict that we want to have more people getting more services. That's our, excuse me, that's our goal. Uh, we're here to protect vulnerable vulnerable victims and vulnerable uh, vulnerable people, and that's what this will do. I, I could tell you it was a thorn in my side as a practicing lawyer when I saw the level of waste and duplication at the legal aid level that lawyers would take advantage of, and, and I'm very happy to see that we are addressing this in such an effective way that will ensure that we have our clients gaining and getting the services they need and getting better services to ensure that they're done in a timely fashion. Again, Ross Roman is with us, PC MPP for Sault Ste. Marie on this matter of cuts to legal aid. Now, you said you logged some time early in your career as a duty counsel. Having heard from some duty counsels who are complaining they're overwhelmed as it is, now they're going to be burdened with another 20 to 30 more hearings per day. Now, even if that's an exaggerated number, any increase will continue to burden or overburden them. Uh, is the system overburdened in that regard? Uh, I think that uh, given the way the system is currently operating, we have those staff duty councils who are already providing services to over 80% of the clients coming into, into the bail court system. That you have to take into consideration is only those people who are financially qualifying. I think our duty councils are more than equipped to handle the bail hearings as they currently are doing, and they will continue to do. And I, and I think that us freeing up these resources on the legal aid certificate side is going to assist uh, a great deal to ensuring that we can service more clients uh, who financially qualify so that we could protect those vulnerable people and ensure that we get them the services they need. And uh, maintain the integrity of the system that demands equality before the law. So in other words, if somebody's there and the state is prosecuting a case, they actually have representation that's adequate is what you're saying. Absolutely, absolutely, John. And, and, and I know that we provide those services. I've been in that role myself. And I know we take a great deal of pride in the services we, we provide. And uh, these, these bail court matters are something that is a great opportunity for young lawyers to cut their teeth on. This is, this, is, uh, this is an exceptional opportunity for those lawyers. This is a great opportunity for the clients to ensure they're getting the services. We have to bear in mind, again, these staff lawyers are there for that purpose of representing people who are coming in and out of bail court every day. Uh, the, the legal aid application process sometimes happens a month down the road before you're qualifying for a legal aid certificate. By no means is this going to take away an individual's uh, access to a bail hearing. And in fact, it, it is going to to simplify it and, and make it uh, more effective and efficient for them to be able to get those hearings, get them in a timely fashion, and get them uh, done by people who are competent and capable of doing them. Uh, and I have all the all the, uh, um, the confidence in the world and our legal aid duty council lawyers being capable of doing that uh, effectively. Without being too flippant about it, would you say the bail process hearing, or the hearing process rather, is a, a rather simple one? I mean, you satisfy certain criteria, you get bail. If you've got no priors and you're not a flight risk or anything like that, you tend to get bail. 
Well, uh, forgive me as a lawyer from saying that anything we ever did as lawyers was simple, uh, but uh, I think that the service that is provided is an effective one. It's a great one that's being provided. Uh, again, as I indicated earlier, I think it's a great opportunity for young lawyers to be able to cut their teeth, so to speak, uh, get involved in the legal system, have an opportunity to conduct hearings uh, in front of justices of the peace. Uh, I think it's an excellent opportunity for the lawyer and for the client. And again, the fact that it's provided by a staff duty counsel, and then you have this other system that is offering hours up to lawyers on a lead legal aid certificate. As I indicated, I, I always refer to it as a loophole. It's just a check mark on a certificate for that lawyer to fill out many, many months, sometimes even a year down the file, and and really uh, did not work directly towards a bail uh, a bail uh, hearing. So I think that this is closing up that loophole again. Um, you know, our goal is protecting those vulnerable clients. Our goal is to ensure that we have a more integrated and a more effective legal aid system that is free of duplication and waste. And this is a great start towards getting uh, to, towards achieving that result. All right, and, but finally, then, how much money uh, is this going to save the treasury? Well, you know what? Every dollar we save off of this uh, off of this is a dollar that we can invest into uh, into legal aid services. So at, at the end of the day, we are we are utilizing these savings to give a better system to the clients of the uh, of it. And uh, you know, like I said earlier, I think for those people who are disappointed, I think they need to bear in mind a bit. I think they're in a bit of a conflict to suggest that it may be a bad day for those particular lawyers, but it's a good day for the taxpayers of Ontario. All right. So it's not a cutback per se. It's a reallocation of scarce resources. Uh, I think it's fair to say that the money that we are going to save is going to be utilized to better provide services to uh, to protecting more vulnerable people in this province. All right. Uh, well, I, again, you do have the critics on this front, but uh, I appreciate your coming on and giving us the government side of the equation. Thanks so much, Ross. Well, thank you for the time to chat, John. I appreciate it. You got it. Ross Romano is a PC MPP for Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah, well, this is another one of those things that uh, it seems... The opposition or activists are calling death by a thousand cuts. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.